0: what is up this is white trash Donnie. welcome to the sloppy syndicate show another episode we have for you today we have none other than old currents based out of glen rock new jersey don't want to steal a ton of their thunder so we'll bring them in here shortly and we'll let uh, them explain a little bit about the band where they're from how they got started and we have a little bit of a fun game here a little bit later and uh folks in the audience if you have any questions do not hesitate to put those in the comment section and we will get the band to ask that so Without further ado, let's bring on Old Occurrence. Oh, yes, I
1: love the round of applause. I'll
0: take it. Awesome. So, welcome, welcome in, guys. How are we doing? Doing well,
2: man. How are
0: you? Living the dream. Living the dream. So, I uh, just want to make sure our vocals are good. Again, we are using the Bluetooth mm-hmm. today. Um, the Bluetooth call-in line. So, that is uh, new for me, but it is working seamlessly. Uh, So if anyone in the chat, if you could just let us know how it sounds. Uh, I think we're in the dynamic range. Everything sounds good. So we should not have any issues. Uh, So again, welcome to the show. This is Old Currents. Obviously, it's not the full band today. But as you know, the bands are extremely busy making new music, touring, different things like that. So we will take what we can get. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, what you play uh, within Old Currents.
2: Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name's Joe. I play lead guitar, depending on the songs. i sing lead. I sing it back. That's my buddy here. Uh, but
1: mostly lead guitar and rhythm, depending on what's going on. And then yeah. I'm Jake. Um I sing probably like 70% of the time. Play rhythm guitar. I do have a lead part on the new album, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I guess you could basically say I'm the second coming of Stevie Ray Vaughan. So, you know, not to brag or anything.
0: Okay, I mean that, that's uh, that's a big name to hold up to. So,
1: oh yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's true. It's, it's not even it's not even like hyping myself up. But. I'll let
2: everyone know early. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a lie. He just has all the tracks. You have to know that
1: he's not to be trusted. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. But yeah, write a, write a bunch of songs, sing a bunch of songs, play guitar. Uh, yeah, I mean
0: good time. so the band started in 2017 uh, a bunch of buddies kind of mm-hmm. got together um so what was the basis behind uh, old currents kind of forming uh were you guys just hanging out one night and said you know what i want to be a rock star
2: so me and jake have been in a bunch of different projects from like uh, a style band actually before this and a couple other things and it got to the point where we kind of had a lull in like music like get like anything and then at one point, he's like, Hey, we should. I'm writing some songs. You should come look at it. Tell me what you think. We can see if we can write over it. So we went to our local guitar center, went to a, a back room because we didn't have any gear or anything worth the goddamn. So we're in that back room, just kind of jamming on songs. Then we went and grabbed our drummer, long-time friend Greg Winsper. And with him and a little bit of help toward the first album, I think that's in, uh, in 17.
1: so that's when
2: the first album came out and then we've been trucking along ever since and very soon we have a second album
0: on the way out yep so currently you've released three um singles from the new uh album um so the first uh album we put out was 2017 uh three chords and the truth um great album Mm -hmm. um so you kind of get uh and and as you said earlier you kind of some of your uh background ska country rock, so you kind of mix, um, you know, I don't want to say you mix genres in the song, but your influences are are kind of mixed throughout. Um, A couple of the songs, I'm going to, there's 10 songs on the 2017 album. Uh, What's a bar like you doing in a girl like this? Um, That's probably one of my favorite songs from that album. Uh, Music City Blues um, is also very good. Um, And then Hometown um, caught me off guard because Hometown started out with the harmonics and then it went into, um, you know, into the song. So it's kind of uh, kind of unique to have the harmonica start uh, that song, and then kind of branch into that. Um, so the newest uh, release, um, which the full album is not out yet, um, and that is uh, the glory, the glory, the defeat. Uh, had a brain fart there. Sorry about that. So the glory and the defeat. No, sorry. Um, it's so,
1: confusing. There's two, uh, like title tracks on this one. Like there's the glory, the defeat, the albums, the glory, the defeat. It's confusing.
0: Okay. So not think
1: that one through.
0: Okay. I was like, yeah, it caught me out. Like I, I had a, a little brain fart and I had to remember it. Um, so the first three songs from this album that have been released, we have the glory, uh, no signs of life. And here you throw this away. So, um, how many mm-hmm. title tracks are on this album? And when will the full album release?
2: <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah, the two title tracks um, they're basically songs that like I sing one, Joe sings the other one. They kind of partner together very well um, in in our opinion uh, but yeah, full album comes out april twenty second two thousand twenty two uh twelve songs, and I feel like um'm I feel like the second album is kind of like the first album perfected, not to be. You know uh pretentious or anything or or full of ourselves but like when we did the first album we did the best job we could at the time but we were just like now like 23 ish like those songs are all our first crack at songwriting really so i think with the glory the defeat we kind of achieved what we wanted to achieve in terms of like you were saying like pulling from different influences because we're not just one thing like i love country folk singer songwriter like our bassist loves like hardcore music. You know, Joe loves like John Perchante, Our drummer loves hip hop. So it would be kind of limiting to just be like, all right, we are, and then whatever one genre. So
2: right. just yeah,
1: want to yeah. lay that groundwork. Kind of like um, one of our favorite bands, Lucero, I think they do it well, where like they could play like the saddest country song, but then they could play like the rowdiest drinking song back to back. Right. And, but at the end of the day, it's a Lucero song. And we kind of want to try to do that same thing with our stuff
0: yeah and i love seeing uh you know the different influences within a band kind of uh bringing out all kinds of different sounds on on the album so um definitely look forward to that album coming out um this was recorded at portrait studio if i'm correct um and then Mm -hmm. your first um, album that came out in 2017 was that in a recording studio as well or was that kind of a uh, solo project that the band itself did
1: so we uh it was in our friend's basement studio. We were just uh, browsing through Facebook, just kind of put the word out that we needed to record an album. We had 10 songs. Um, Skylar Ross reached out to us. We we met up with him. We really liked him as a person. We thought his work sounded awesome. And uh, so he had a studio in his basement at the time. And we just went down there just like once or twice a week for a bunch of weeks in a row, just kind of working around everyone's work schedule. And it was, it was a ton of fun. It was the first like real recording experience we've ever had. Cause I mean, we've done demos, we've done, we've messed around, but this is the first time where it's like, all right, like we're, we're spending money. We're on the clock. We're working with somebody who knows what, truly what they're doing. So it was, it was cool. It was fun. And then like every day we would just get, um, what was it? Chicken parm with vodka sauce sandwiches. Okay. And bacon oh my god <laughs> like so, every session
2: actually got in the way of the recording process and fell
0: asleep yeah you always need nap time after uh, a hefty meal yeah. like that so um, yeah. I yeah. take frequent naps yeah. myself after a heavy meal so I agree with you um, we should have lunchtime and then a nap time after lunchtime but uh, how intimidating is a studio because I know when I walk in and you got all these boards and you got the window I mean you know the studio is the studio so there's just like when I walk into it I'm just kind of astounded by all the buttons and everything and it, it's kind of intimidating um what would you say um for you guys is it intimidating or, or are you fully embrace it and, and just uh go for it I, I think it's a
2: little bit of both I think if I want to reference both times the first time we went in I think we were we were excited because we were kind of and then we finished the project and we looked out and we said all right this is what we did we love what we did but now we know what we can do better and the second time we went in me personally i was a little intimidated because I, I knew what i wanted to do now we're working with i mean chris is incredible chris Padami is the owner of uh 4K. we were lucky enough to work with him but like we had met him in like a like interview process about what he wanted or what he does what we wanted but we don't really know the guy so you're, you're meeting up with a brand new person to try and put your your dreams, your emotions into this whole thing of 12 sounds. Like, you don't know what it's like. And like you said, there's a million different options. He has all the different stuff, but uh, we were truly lucky to work with him because I really think he helped us create the sounds that we wanted. He let us experiment with what we like harmonizing because, when you go into the studio, it's kind of hard to, like, work on all those harmonies when you're just working on the song. You're just, when, you're, when you're practicing it, you're practicing it to play the song. But now you're in the studio, you got to make sure that everything's right, everything sounds exactly the way you want, everything is pristine. Um, so coming to a tour, it, it is very intimidating, but we got very lucky. It? It, it didn't take long for me personally to feel incredibly comfortable. Probably after, like my first session of actually recording, I, I felt completely fine and I was ready to go back and I knew that we were gonna get exactly what I wanted for my stuff and for our stuff. Exactly.
0: Um yeah, so uh, you just kinda shake out the the jitters and, and you get rolling and uh start jamming yeah. out. Uh so you guys definitely have a unique sound to you. Um throughout uh the first album and the three releases that we have, um as of now, the full album will release four twenty three. Um, so I noticed in a lot of your songs, you guys kind of um, use uh, kind of some past experiences to uh, you kind of bring that into the forefront of that song. Um, now, is that uh, the route that you had chose? Or is that just something that kind of came from your heart? And you just kind of wanted to get that off your chest and, and share that story or share that experience?
1: I think um, it, it just all, it all just like kind of comes out. It's not really a, a choice. Um, I, I don't really know how to explain it better than just like the feeling of like, I need to like purge an emotion or purge a thought is almost the same as like that feeling of hunger. It's like you have to eat. Like if you were to, I feel like if you were to explain it to like another life form, What is hunger? It it would be like impossible to do, but I feel like that's like songwriting. They're just like a part of the brain that's like, all right, like it's time. Like you need to go do this. Um, and for me, I am very much so a talker, as everybody who knows me will attest. And, um, my way of kind of like reckoning with my thoughts and, uh, you know, closure, whatever is I need to talk them out with somebody. Just, just so this way I can, like, hear them spoken, put them into the air, and just, like, deal with whatever it is. So, like, songwriting, I think, is an extension of that, of just trying to, like, purge your feelings so this way I can, like, finally, like, I've said my piece on the subject. I can put it to bed and move on, like, I guess, like, I, I know it's, like, cliche as hell, but I guess, like, it, it is almost, like, therapeutic in a way. Right. For sure.
0: And then after, you know, that weight is kind of lifted off your shoulders, you said what you said, and, uh, you know, you leave it at that. And, and you know, like, like you said, a little bit of, uh, you know, form of therapy per se. Uh, so what's up, Justin Bell? Yeah. Thanks for joining us in the chat. Um, so Justin Bell does have a question. Uh, most memorable gig and why? And we also got Vato. So thanks for joining us, Vato. Um, but yeah, uh, most memorable gig and why?
1: For me, at least. Um... Before we were old, I think it was before we were old. Currents, like the first incarnation of the band, was called the Lawless Few, and we played um, a fundraiser show in a New Brunswick basement. Nobody, sorry, one of our friends who hooked up the show knew who we were. Nobody else did, but like that was my favorite because it was like everybody jam packed into a basement, like everybody's like drinking and smoking weed and just partying. People are like standing on washing machines or i mean crouching really and like i'm like i'm 6'2 so i couldn't stand without hitting my head on a beam so i had to stand like in between two of them and just like nobody knew who we were but everyone treated us like we were like the biggest band on earth like it was like i i don't know like like the foo fighters or, or green day or someone was just like playing in a basement like it was i don't know that for me was my favorite ever yeah I don't know. And, what about
0: you and just being on stage i can only imagine just you know, like you explained it you know people crouching on <laughs> on the washing machines yeah. and you know just smoking pot and doing all kinds of crazy stuff um yeah, sounds it cool. like some high school days for me uh you know when we used to go to some of the <laughs> small shows around here so uh yeah so didn't mean to cut you off uh your favorite um <laughs> or most memorable um, gig and why most
2: memorable i think is when we played standing there last time with uh, Friendship society. that was a great night we had so many people out there everybody singing along and it's always that great feeling like when you no longer have to sing your own songs because everybody's singing it back to you we, we had one of those moments and that's just one that like hits you in the heart like we said these songs are filled with like past experiences emotions and like we said what we needed to say it's time to pass us now but we're also still singing it so it, it's cool that songs that are necessarily not always positive or are positive and, and, and you're bringing back out is now touching somebody else in another way to the point where they're, they're singing with you and they're singing instead of you, you have to sing it. They, they, they feel so involved that they're now singing it with us. So that, that was a great thing.
0: And uh, Justin Bell says those are, uh, he loves those kinds of, I love those kinds of shows. Yes, those are some of the best shows, the smaller venues and uh, it's more personal mm-hmm and uh you get to really vibe with the band a lot more so um awesome
1: oh, yeah. don't get me wrong i'll play it i'll play at metlife stadiums like right. i will take all that money like i am not beyond that but yeah there wouldn't be the same emotional connection but i guess the paycheck makes up for it
2: right
0: right i guess most definitely <laughs> i i mean if, if you had to choose you know one hundred sixty thousand hundred and sixty thousand or 200 i think we would all go that with the one hundred sixty thousand. but um You know, it's always nice to kind of go back to the roots where where it was started and, uh, you know, do the small gigs and, you know, the up up close and personal gigs with the the small crowds. So um, with that being said, what are some of your major musical influences such as bands or or, uh, artists and what kind of pushed you guys in the direction of pursuing music?
2: influences you we know, have influences from everywhere. People like to ask us like, oh, what's your favorite kind of music? And to me the answer is just good music. Like I don't really care what it is. I'm not gonna like immediately not like something, but just to pick some bands that I think like come through in the sound of what we've done on the first and second album. I think you could definitely get pieces of Lucero that we brought up before, uh the Gaslight Anthem, Against uh, Me, the Men Zingers. Um, hot Water Music as well. Those are bands that I think influence our sound and get us kind of like to the building blocks of what we create. And um, what was your other question about getting into music?
0: And what influenced you uh, to pursue music?
2: Um, what influenced me to get into music is I, I actually moved to the town where Jonathan and Greg lived my freshman year of high school. And I, it's funny because in fact, music is, music wasn't too much of a scene. I'm not sure what, what's going on there currently in the, in the younger generations as far as music. But when I had left, music was not a thing. It wasn't an interest for me. So I moved to high school year and I moved to this town where everybody was in some way, shape, involved, involved in music. If they weren't playing, they were going to shows. So I found very quickly that I needed to pick up an instrument or I was going to be very bored and by myself every Friday and <laughs> Saturday. So uh, I kind of picked it up. Me and Jake had become friends and like he'd been in for a little bit. So he kind of mentored me before we bit. and then I just stuck with it. And then we've been through band, through band, through
1: band. And now all
0: awesome. And how about you?
1: I mean, pretty much same thing for me. Like, Except like mine just started a couple years earlier in middle school. Like a bunch of my friends bought guitars and a drum set and would just go jam. And like, I would want to hang out, but they're like, oh yeah, like we'll meet up with you when we're done playing music. And then they would just, I would just like not get hit up because they just wouldn't stop. So it's like, all right, well, I got to, yeah, I got to pick up an instrument too. So I started playing bass originally because nobody wanted to do it. So I figured just, just by owning a bass, like people hit you up to hang out all the time it was awesome and it still works and still rings true to this day if you want to play in bands just buy a bass nobody wants to do it right so if you're willing to do it you'll get gigs forever but yeah so that pretty much was what started it for me and then like um like getting into like like music in general i used to listen like alan jackson when i was super little i had like the don't rock the jukebox cassette so i'd listen to that all the time and then in fifth grade found um let go by avril lavigne so that's when i was that was i like i know it's like kind of like weird but that re- that record was important because that led me from them to blink 182 to rancid no effects and just kind of led me down like is yeah it's like weird as it seems it's like i feel like like machine gun kelly is going to do the same thing for some kid you know it might not be the punkest thing out there but it's it's someone's gateway right to the genre so avril lavigne was that for me and punk music and then yeah so then basically just started playing punk music found anti-flag against me when i was like in seventh grade and it was over from there now we've been a poor musician ever since <laughs>
0: um you are rich within the heart so that's all that matters and you make good exactly. music so there you go um yeah so kind of back in uh middle school um you know i grew up in a small farm town Uh, so my musical influences were were primarily country um you know alan jackson um waylon jennings garth brooks which garth brooks is probably the goat of country to me um contrary Mm -hmm. to you know some other people they would say george Strait, things like that um and then you know my dad would kind of introduce me to like pantera megadeth ted nugent um and then you know so my as, as as a kid um growing up i had you know a vast array of kind of different mu- musical influences or music that i listen to throughout the family um, which kind of led me um, down like to Korn and rob zombie and tool and um, you know those you know punk rock bands no effects and things like that so um which i'm grateful for because i have a vast uh not knowledge but a vast array of of genres that i actually enjoy and that i will listen to um i probably shouldn't have listened to some of them songs in middle school um but uh my mom let me so hey it is what it is right so um
1: yeah but uh and it's good makes you well-rounded right in terms of what you're into you can you can just as much enjoy a tailgate as you could drinking 40s behind like the dingy punk thing
0: right yeah we'd be out in a you know uh field cornfield that they just uh cut down with a bunch of sticks and you know sneaking cases of beer <laughs> and, and meeting up mm-hmm. with the buddies and having a little, uh, bonfire out there. And then, uh, moving to Florida was kind of a shock for me, um, being from a small farm town, uh, moving to a big city. And then that's when it kind of really, um, I moved down in 10th grade to Florida and that's when it really expanded and opened up. Um, cause we have some venues here like the hard rock. Um, they would do, um, every, I think it was once a month or twice a month, they would do uh, a local bands. Um, so they'd have like eight or ten local bands playing different genres and it was like five bucks so like all the high school kids we'd all get together and you know pay our five bucks and go just jam out with the bands and listen to them so um definitely uh that's kind of what uh steered my musical passion um i am not talented enough to play the guitar i've tried um, but i am so like squirrel like if i don't get it in five minutes i'm like all right i quit i'll go back like three hours later try it again i don't get it i'm like all right i'm done you know, I'll throw it down for a couple months and then I'll try it again. And then, so my problem is I, I have short little fat stubby fingers. So it's kind of like, it's so awkward for me because I'm like, I can't really reach it, but I'm trying to. But um, so Justin said, uh, did one like that in a small cafe in the side room where they pool table and a jukebox was so packed. Once they started dancing, someone got tossed through the jukebox glass. <laughs> yes, those are the best kind of shows. So. Um, nobody wants to do bass, and it's important to drive the song. Slap it to bass, man! Punk and metal for sure, and uh, woods parties are where right. it's at. So, uh, so in your opinion, how has lockdown affected you guys and the band? Um, has it given you more time to uh, write songs and and kind of experiment with with the music side of things, or has it kind of um, affected you or impacted you in a negative way?
1: Um, I would say. The negative of it, we basically took off two years of shows, and that sucked. No way around it. Um, but the silver lining to things, if, if there is a silver lining, I'm not trying to make light of the past two years. But uh, timing-wise, it worked out, as, I guess, as well as it could have. Um, you know, we still all have day jobs. Music is not our um, main source of income. So it it's not like we we had no – it's not like we went through it with over the last few years, you know, we all still had our jobs. We also had, you know, our livelihood, but, um, musically though, it worked out cause we just started recording the glory, the defeat in January, 2020. So like right before everything happened. So we got about, and, and we would do this like a similar thing to the first album, we would have like one or two sessions a week, just working around everyone's life schedule, just cause life gets busy. Um, and then lockdown happened. So we had Chris send us all the files of everything that we recorded up to that point. So we were able to go back and like nitpick and be like, "All right, like is this a good foundation for us to proceed with?" You know, whenever we're allowed to get back to it. So we went back and re-recorded. Joe specifically recorded a bunch of his guitar parts over, Um, and I'm sure we would have loved it no matter what because it's it's like your child, you know, imperfections and all. It's still your child, but we now have a better child because of it.
0: And you have, you know, you have yeah. that, that sentimental you know, sentimental value as, you know, because all the hard work that you put into it. So I see what you're saying. It's your baby. You've, you've worked so hard to get it and uh, with imperfections or without imperfections. So, uh, yes, I see what you're saying. Um, so what are your plans yeah. for the upcoming year other than being rock stars? Uh, I
2: mean, rock stars all day, every day. But when we're not only doing that, um, the like we said, the album's coming out on the 22nd of April, so that that's that's our first milestone. The actual album release show for anyone listening who might be close to the Jersey area, that's going to be in uh, Debonair Music Hall. That's May 21st. That's in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, we have a couple other shows booked. Well, other than that, I think we're going to start exploring the option of potentially putting, uh, if it's not weekend tours, and just pull on any type of touring that we can put together, just because the album's out. Now we want to bring it to people. We want people to see it. We want to hear what people say. We want to connect. We're, we're still very anxious to meet people because uh, COVID uh, robbed out of us for two years. Uh, for the rest of the year, I mean, nothing is really off the table. Don't be shocked. Here we go right back to the studio because we loved it so gosh far much. And we have had a lot of time to work on music. So we have a lot of stuff just sitting around that we haven't been able to work on just yet because we're so focused on working on this album, being ready to perform all that fun stuff. But uh, we have a lot potentially prepared. So don't be shocked about anything. I'm not going to give anything away. But other than that show coming up May 21st, there's a lot that could happen, and a
1: lot that we're going to work on this year. Yeah, I would say definitely. Like, just just make it to the finish line of this album release, and then kind of just reevaluate where everything stands from there. Okay. It's, it's all we've been thinking about is just like, like like the first album release show for, uh, for number one. We didn't even have CDs for it. Like we we messed up. Like we didn't. <laughs> so we're just trying to make sure we don't screw this one up before we think beyond it really but yeah any everything is on the table
0: yes and if you have vinyls i am a vinyl yes. collector so uh definitely let me know if you make a vinyl or two um i would definitely snag a vinyl of the new album um thank you uh happy belated Nothing. birthday, to justin i didn't realize it was your birthday so i do apologize that i missed your birthday but happy belated there so sorry to cut well, you happy off birthday. But-
1: it's joe's birthday tomorrow actually Ooh. too oh
0: happy early birthday
1: yeah thank you. Yeah, I would say when it comes to vinyl, I would love to get vinyl done. Uh, we have nothing, no money committed to it, but that is, I am saving up some money outside to try to make that happen because that is probably musical, musical dreams. Uh, have an album on vinyl, play Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. Of and um, that, that's basically the two, I would say. That and play fest. In, in florida and gainesville that's those are my three okay all right so hopefully we two. can knock one of them out
0: and, uh, out and later. the red rock i mean that's that's probably the most beautiful amphitheater out there i mean you're down in, in the what i say a valley looking up you know you know up and up at at the fans so that would just be amazing in itself so um have you been I have not been, but I've seen, uh, some shows, uh, you know, on YouTube, different things like that. And it's kind of, uh, it's on the bucket yeah. list for sure, um, to check out a show there. Um, so we're gonna, I'm gonna ask one more question and then we're gonna get into, um, some, uh, this or that questions to kind of, uh, you know, have a little bit of a, a different interview. So it's not a and a, the entire time and putting you guys in the hot seat, um, so for the folks that are listening, where can we find Old Currents at?
1: So on all uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything is slash Old Currents. Um, and then from there, like we're usually, we have our own personal socials. Um, like our, our bassist, Ryan, he also has a, a project called Scary Hours. I don't remember what his handle is, but like I'm sure it'll auto-populate. Um, yeah, we will have a real life. Dot com website up soon, just working out the kinks on that. Uh, because we're not very technologically savvy here at Old Currents Incorporated, so we're working on that. Yep, but I, I, I totally get it.
2: And and Apple. Apple Music as well.
0: to pick okay, so Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, Bandcamp. Yep, I'm not tech savvy at all either. Um, so uh, I had a show. I actually just got the Rodecaster pro and, and funny story. Um, I had an interview and I tested with a buddy and everything was working fine. Uh, And I uh, get on for the interview. They can hear me, but I can't hear them. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So uh, I did, you know, they called in the Bluetooth line. Thankfully I knew, I knew how to use that. Um, So after the show, I uh, FaceTimed my buddy, uh, Ken, who does content creation and, and coaches, um you know people for content creation uh i went and asked him i'm like hey you know what am i doing wrong he's like you see that button right there just hit that button i mean it was it was that simple it was just a button i'm like really like i'm stressing out looking at youtube trying to read the manual trying to figure everything out and it's literally one button i had to press so yes, uh, i i i get it i'm totally with you i get it when it comes to tech i'm like <laughs>
1: what, yeah. You know, the not simplest made for thing. This time,
0: Right.
1: So. I should have been a farmer, like in big sky country or something instead. But right. I was born in New Jersey. So you work with it. Make the best of it.
0: All right. So we're gonna get into Would You Rather? So we got a few Would You Rather questions. Um and these random randomly populate. Uh so would you rather listen to the same song twenty four hours on repeat or watch the same movie for a week?
1: Same movie for a week because i already do that as it is um i all i do is watch the shawshank redemption in my free time okay so this is that for me that's just standard business as usual so i will do that because even even your favorite song 24 hours you're gonna you're gonna freak out
0: right i You'll think need some pads At on the,
1: pads on the wall <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. So movie for sure
2: it's like, if I find a new song I like, I'm probably listening to it 24 hours anyway. And, like, I, I worked at a movie theater for seven years. The idea of watching the same movie for a week would drive me longer. That's my padded room. So, I, I would actually go song for that one.
1: Because like, if you find a song you like. I
2: honestly repeat that thing like my whole drive home. I have no problem doing it.
0: Okay. So, two different two different answers. Perfect. Uh, Where do you fall on that, on that one? Uh, <laughs> tough one um i'm not a big movie person so i would probably pick movies because i would fall asleep so it doesn't matter any movie i watch about an hour in uh, i fall asleep so even in the movie theater so that's why i don't waste my money going to the movies anymore uh the last movie i went and watched live was super troopers 2 uh, which obviously it wasn't as funny as the original super troopers but it was still pretty good um and i fell asleep I don't know what it is. I I guess I get comfortable and it's dark and I just, I pass out. So, Hey, I can sleep, you know, I don't have to listen to the same song for 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So would you rather go without electricity or running water for a week?
1: Um, Electricity. I love, we talked about this before, even I love a good shower. I mean, good, crisp water pressure oh my god actually yeah we're gonna become that weird shower band now too because of this <laughs> but uh but yeah no 100 percent. because like if you don't like no electricity i just leave it um you just play acoustic guitar or board games and you know by candlelight and you know i mean uh and, you know, living in New Jersey, I'm sure you have it in Florida too. You have hurricanes that knock out power for a couple of days at a time. Right. So it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. As long as I have a water, water for a good shower, I'm good. All
2: right. I don't know. Uh,
1: I, don't know
2: from, I guess it has to be the same. The idea of being smelly is not what I want to. Yeah, I'll give, a little, I'll give up electricity because I can't go around smelling. But I'm not happy about it because I use technology all day, every day like the idea of not ranking a child's phone and not being able to watch netflix is horrifying but i don't want to be a scented guy so <laughs> we'll, we'll
0: go with, with watching. <laughs> all right so i would uh i would go without the water uh because florida gets extremely hot and i get extremely cranky when it gets hot out and i can always uh take a bar <laughs> of soap and jump in the pond uh and wash off in the pond Without, hopefully but without getting uh, bit by a gator or a water moccasin, but that's just a chance you take, I guess. Right. So, um, yeah, I
2: am, I'm- I'm-
0: <laughs> so I'm going without the water so I can always find a lake, uh, probably not safe to drink, but, uh, what's the worst that can happen, you know? So, yeah. Toughens you up all the bacteria. Right, you know, build your immunity. And so. the snakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, if the gator gets your arm, you know, you can play uh, Happy Gilmore too. So, exactly. You know. <laughs> Rest in peace, kids. Right. And uh, so, would you rather eat the most expensive dessert or drink the most expensive champagne in the world? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I would agree on that. I'm I'm very much so a person who would rather eat their calories
2: than drink their calories. If you said whiskey, you might have brought me on whiskey, but I don't really care much for champagne to begin with, so that's what falls beyond that technicality, but yeah, this
0: one. Okay. I am extremely cheap, so I probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't splurge on it unless I had to, but I would go with dessert yeah. as well, so um, I drink Bush Light beer for sake, so I mean, you know, I'm going with the dessert. I don't need fancy champagne, so...
1: Yeah, my brother drinks Bushlight. That's his go to. I'm a big Natural Light fan. Okay. So we're on the same page there. See, and I was. I was Natural always... Light, please sponsor me.
0: Right. <laughs> Bushlight and Natty Light, you have two sponsorships here. Yeah. Help us out. So
1: I w- I'll take it. Yeah, I've been plugging Natural Light every interview just in case they're listening. they have yet to reach out
0: maybe i'll have to clip this and and send this to bush and send this to uh natty that way maybe we can get some sponsorship deals and and uh, you know get some free beer so and and the funny part with the bush light is i was like growing up i'm like nah i'm not drinking that cheap crap it probably tastes like piss water blah 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 and i finally drank it i was probably 24 25 i was like it's not that bad and even now I can get a 24 pack for 13 bucks here. So I'm like <laughs> saving exactly. money, it does the same job. So, <laughs> all right. So we'll do two more. Um, would you rather be seated on a plane next to a screaming baby? ha huh, That sounds God awful. Or would you rather, <laughs> um, or someone with bad body odor? I'm going with the bad body odor off the bat.
1: There's no good answer here. Right. Uh, <laughs> I guess, um, I would go screaming baby because um, I, I've been working, I got, I started working at guitar center um, and you really learn how to just block out all the noise because like in the live section, there's someone blasting hip hop then in the guitar section, there's someone trying to play eruption. Then everyone, it's just, it gets so overwhelming. But like, after being there for a little while, I really learned how to just block everything out and just live, live in my own mind. So I think the, the noise of the screaming baby would not affect me as much. Okay. So I'd, I would pick baby.
2: I think I'm going to follow suit and go with the baby. Also, because you can, like put headphones on and just kind of listen to stuff. I'm sure it's still creeping through, but if you put that volume up to 10, I don't care if Spotify says it's damaging my ears. So right. is the annoying baby. I don't want to smell some guy. I already talked about smelling him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with baby.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is a... that's. Uh, either way, it's uh, not a good scenario. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking you with the bad body over. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be trapped <laughs> in a bizarre love triangle or be the focus of a stalker? I mean, I've, Focus of a stalker. I mean, I've kind of been in no both question. already.
1: So No, I'm just playing. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. It depends on how it
2: ends. <laughs> because the
1: way I see it, if you have a stalker, that means you're doing something right in life. Whether you, you have a good personality or you're really hot or something, that that means someone loves you so much they are willing to ignore all legal repercussions, and I think that's flattering.
2: And you were the first person they saw when they went crazy. I'll take it. I'm just saying, to me that they were. Um I mean I think I'll still go with the crazy person that way. I don't have to deal with ruining people's
0: emotions. I'm going with the love triangle because I've always wanted to be on the Jerry Springer show. So if I get in a love triangle, maybe <laughs> we can go to this Jerry Springer show. Um, or Steve yeah, Wilkos. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh so that's my answer okay, on
2: we'll that. Go on with the stalker
0: too. Yeah. A true, yeah, I guess. It D- oh. depends how crazy they get. I my luck I would get the crazy stalker that breaks like sneaks through my window at night and just like stabs me. You know, or, or yeah. some, something crazy like that. I, I don't get the the pleasurable stalker where I'm like, oh, I feel cool. They like, they really like me. No, I, I would get the crazy one that just yeah. like wants to so off I me. Carry
2: a knife with me all the time, <laughs> and my knife, knife as
0: well. Well, I just sleep, so to
1: throw and Joe stalk somebody, right? Ready.
0: So I sleep like a rock. So you could come through my window, and I would. I mean, at least I died in my sleep. I wouldn't know, but um.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: um so justin says yeah even crazy enough uh to kill you if they can't have you no one will right exactly like um yeah
1: but it's it's, it's nice it's romantic almost oh, no
0: right yeah i i can't Damn it. <laughs> just be like I, I know you're stalking me but bring the wine and and, and the hors d'oeuvres and we'll, we'll have a we'll have a little picnic like you don't have yeah. to, you don't have to be a stalker anymore
1: come on <laughs> yeah exactly but i i also I also see things very glass half full. So I I would try to make the best of it,
0: I think, for sure. All right. So, I mean, very interesting answers for sure um, on all the questions. So uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, folks. Uh, This is Old Currents. Thank you. um, And you can find them on IG, Spotify, all the major um, streaming, Apple Music. Uh, So thanks for tuning in for another episode of The Sloppy Syndicate, uh, where we like to Bring talent from around the nation to your ear holes. Uh, That way you can listen to some great bands around the country. So um, until next time, we will see you and have a good day. Any final words from you, Old Currents?
1: Uh, Thanks so much for having us on and uh, keep it sloppy, man.
0: Awesome. We will see you next time. Until then, keep it sloppy.